Hey guys, it's Evie and Chantel, and, and this, this is Married to PTSD. So, week has been going good. Nothing new on the marriage forefront, anyways. <laughs> what right. about you? Um, nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just living our life. All right. Best life we can. Best life we can. Um, we're on Easter break now, so that's super exciting. So, nice four days off. Yes. And it just happens to be Josh has four days off also, so. Like 33 days of school left and. So exciting. Make summer vacation. But it's like I want summer break because I don't have to wake up early, but I also don't want my kids to be here <laughs> all day. <laughs> and I just don't have the one. I have the four. That's right. So, if they could not be here the entire day. Uh, would, you know, I have a friend jessica claxton she can just come and get them there she you likes go. them there you go and we have baseball season too pawn them off you're good so, yeah there's that in baseball i love baseball it's my favorite sport yeah so and we have four kids on four teams oh wow which means the older ones do two practices a week so that's four between them and then the younger two will have one practice a week so that'll start next week so we have practices monday tuesday wednesday and thursday Oh, I just have the one, but she's in multiple crap, so yeah, so we're everywhere. Yeah. So let's just start with, we have some emails to read. And you guys are doing amazing sending emails in. Yeah, just like, when I'm like, oh, you know, we're kind of, we kind of no one off. else. Nobody cares anymore. Or just think, you know, there there's not that many of us that I thought there were. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like our inbox is full. And I'm like, <gasps> you know what I feel bad about, though? is So we just started in October, right? Yeah. So... These, like, I, there's so many wives that are like, I was just searching for PTSD, married to PTSD, whatever. How many people did that before and found nothing? Oh, Like, gosh. it breaks my heart. I we've didn't... only been doing it for not even six, about six months, actually. Six months. The sad thing is, six I... Months six on months on Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. Sweet. We need to have a celebration. Um, I didn't even think to look... I honestly didn't even know what I was going through. At our darkest right. moment, I didn't even know what it was I was trying to freaking live through. Yeah. I get that. I would have to say that. Like, I wasn't even fully aware it was PTSD. And then you're the only one that's going through it. Yeah. Because nobody else, obviously, gets your life and gets your story. And, and I'm knows. not from a military. Like, my grandfather was a Marine. Yeah. Through, and he was Iwo Jima survivor. So, I'm sure my grandma went through some stuff. But, but she probably didn't know what she was going through either. Right. Uh, so yeah, and she passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm so. like, I have no idea. Yeah, I I guess yeah. I'm I'm so thankful that these ladies are reaching out at I their know. darkest moments. Otherwise, for just something like us filibustering for 25 minutes. Yeah, I can't keep rambling on about. That's why. That's why I wanted this was so that yeah. people could reach out, share, and you didn't feel like it was just you. Yeah, like our last one, Colorado. It was a long one but such great information and um i'm sure we're gonna start getting emails about the information that she shared yeah so that it's just it's just a conversation starter and it's a resource i'm checking out this week yeah oh okay so let's start this guys and you're gonna realize why i'm not the one that reads she's gonna do fine i'm gonna do two please i stumble over my words all the time (laughs) no you you're better i can't Okay, so we named this new gal Lonely Lily. I'm praying that this is the correct email address. I'm desperately lonely. My husband has combat PTSD, and I hit a place three weeks ago of making a decision. Do I stay or do I separate? Do I, ch- I chose to stay. 
really not what I want on the bad days, though, which we totally yes. get. Like, you question it all the time. All the time. Like, oh, why did I stay? I could divorce you in this second, and then yeah. you get through the moment. Yes. I really had, I realized I had to make a decision to mourn all I'll never have with him. His attention, romance, communication, and emotional connection. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, he will he will never get to my heart. And to move on trying to survive through this mess, extreme loneliness has hit me. I have I have a mentor who's wonderful. Her husband has PTSD, but I can't connect with her fully. She is so kind and always responds with truth from God's words. But right now, I need a friend who is dealing with the same nasty anger mess of their husband. I need a friend who can just say that I can just call and say, he just blew $2,000. This actually just happened. And she responds with, girl, my husband did that last week too. Not. She says, Jesus will provide for your financial needs. So that's frustrating because you want somebody to kind of connect and not just be like, Jesus got this. Yeah, but I'm honestly, I mean, I get the whole anger thing and I'm with you and I just did it alone. But because I did it alone and I didn't have somebody to talk to, I did rely on my faith a lot. Did you? Quietly, okay. yes. So I'm not. Um, I'm with Lonely Lily. Um, <laughs> I'm with the friend. I'm with the, I'm with the, I get this girl. Um, I need a friend who's crying weekly, anger, struggle, with depression because their husbands won't do the work needed, etc. I just need a friend. In the VA, I can't even begin. They have no clue all they're missing that all that they're missing that's coming with the helping. They are no help. I hope this is the right email address. <laughs> that would be bad. If it was. <laughs> I can't find the link to the podcast. And the worst part in the depression I'm in, he can't even see it. He doesn't feel unless it's extreme hurt or it's his hurt, like losing someone. It kills me that I've been with him through all of his crap for years and he's never able to return the favor to me and what is causing me to go through this. He never recognizes my depression or loneliness, even when I cry straight to him. He can be there for his family in a heartbeat, but he can't be there for my heart. What do I do? Lonely living. So sad. So so this is going to be a little bit different. So I responded to her, and so I'm just going to read my response to her. All right. I'll see um, if it's my response. It's not. <laughs> okay. Let's see. It's not. Oh, wait. This one is your response. It a, what? Oh, that's a different email. Oh, like, Hold what? on. No, Hold, please. Okay. So I said, Lonely Lily, this is the totally right email address. Thank goodness. You are not alone. You can totally friend me on Facebook. Um, weird. Evie doesn't have social media. Um, how long is it? And like, I'm the person, like, I want to know all the Crush things. It. Like, how long he has been together? Do you have kids? Where do you live? I need to paint this picture for myself. We're going to call her Nosy Nancy. Me? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I feel like the other day, like I was just like in a little bit of a rut and I was hitting the depression too. And so I told him, I was like, listen, just so you know, I feel like I'm a little depressed right now and I'm not sure why. And he responded with, you just got a tummy tuck, which I did a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yay. Which I'm grateful for, and yeah. I'm so happy. It was like, what are you depressed but that, about? Yeah, that he literally oh, said, no. you have no reason to be sad right now. And I'm like, that, those are literally, those things do not go together. So I totally get where you're coming from, where you say that he can't be 
in the depression with you when you get there with him. Like, they just don't recognize it. Um, which he should have, like, recognized it more than anybody if that's what, you know, because you've been going through that with him. Anyways, okay, sorry, I'm going off topic. Um, I said, so they don't see it. They don't see what we're going through. They don't see the hurt and the pain that we make it through either. My husband has never in 16 years said to me, I recognize what you've been through. I know that you've been through some crap too. I see you. I know how you're feeling. I know the pain. I get it. He hasn't said any of that ever. So it's hard to get it that you're, it's hard to get that your person can't see what you've given up for them or what you sacrificed for them. And I said, we're here for you. Um, she responds with, thank you. Thank you for the podcast. I'm in tears getting this email back. I was looking up marriage incentives and saw this pop up. I saw a pop-up that you wrote back. I'm not on Facebook either. Ugh. Thank you, Lonely I Lily. I love Evie. That's right. Is when I first heard her on one of the episodes. So I'll try to make this short. Our experience is complicated as we are a blended family. I previously was married and so was he. After, um, oh, But I have a nine-year-old daughter and they are like, so her husband now and her daughter, they're two peas in a pod. But after his PTSD has affected the three, she's terrified not only having to walk on eggshells at some times, but also if the biological dad catches wind of it, which we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, because how can you be open and free if you're trying to protect what you have? Oh, sure. So that has to be so hard. Heck yeah. And it's even harder to find info on the internet about stepdads with PTSD. Anyways, we've dated for three years, got married two, got married two years ago in the past December, we live in Kentucky in the middle of nowhere, which doesn't help with the loneliness. They moved there from Lexington last August. Um, so she just said that she's grateful for us and thanks for writing her back. So, oh, so hard. I don't, well, we she starts off with, you know, he's never going to get to my heart like that again. And I hear, when you're in your dark moments with them, it um, sounds like you're in it. Yeah. You do guard your heart, and it makes it worse because then you're kind of standoffish, and you're still on the eggshells, so you're not open to say, uh, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. You're about to give me a heart attack. But also the thing is, like, when you're walking on eggshells, so, like, today I'm not. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I know what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, sure. So this is going to, like, it's never... It's never ending. It's never ending. It is literally a circle, and... There's just, I mean, I haven't found the answer how to stop it. There isn't. There isn't an answer. I don't know. Like, so. They find, when they're willing to accept the help, when they're willing to want to change, just like anything. I mean, when you want, you're open to it, things start to change. But not until your veteran is like, yeah, I want help. I'm, I, I need this because, and then it's not a magic pill. I mean, Chantel and I have very different family like how they deal with it and how Mm -hmm. we deal with it because there isn't a magic pill man I wish there was um and then another thing is that she said was you know just having to walk on the eggshells and being guarded there was another point I don't remember this one I I feel like there was a lot of things I was like oh so you know having your friend I did have somebody that I could go to kind of um, but nobody got it Right in those, I say the darkest times because we're so much better. And that's where I was going with this yeah. was that I'm so sorry in 16 years, he hasn't said, are you in, in her too, that they've never said, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. That she, so the more I wasn't walking on eggshells and the more time years we've had more good than bad days, 
I have used my voice and said, this is crap. I deal with so much. Yeah. Go find somebody else that will put up with your crap. You're the father of my child. I love you more than anything. I'm the one that's going to put up with it. Do you think some little 28-year-old is going to come around and be like, yes. No. You're amazing and I'm staying with this. I'm like, I'm the best you've got, buddy. That's what there are some people that will read emails and they're like, I knew he had PTSD. And I was like, well, then why didn't you run? What are you doing? I didn't know. Uh, or I didn't see it. I just love is blind. Um, and so I do get that. He does say, I know you put up with a lot of crap. See, and that's I'm the thing. sorry. Like, I've never had that in 16 years and in the last But I say 12, it. I point it out. Do yeah. you know how much crap I put up with? I'm not allowed to have feelings. You yeah. get to blow up. I can't. I have to have control. Yeah. Or it's World War Three. Like, I ha- I point out all the crap that I do and deal with. And, you know, I wonder if, like, yesterday, whenever I brought up the fact, like, you, out of anyone, should know, like, what this, like, little spout of depression is. Yeah. So, and, like, but also maybe I'm just coming off of the, you know, surgery blues. I don't know. Maybe. And so... Oh, no, he would be like, go get help. You need help. You need, Go yeah, get help. And, see, like, <laughs> and see, Josh doesn't do any of that. Really? Like, no, he's never been like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, do you want to talk about it? Should we, you want to go? I don't think he's open to talk about it, but he's like, go find <laughs> somebody, somebody that will help. talk to. <laughs> find somebody that will help you. Um, okay. That's funny. But, yeah, no, I, so I would say if you're in a point, I can't do that daily. Now, I know mm-hmm. the days I can sit there and say, do you know how much crap I put up with from you? Yeah. And then there's days where I'm like, hmm. I can see that look in your eye. Yeah. You <laughs> I'm, see it back off I'm right, not, Ted. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I think you got to kind of say it. And is he going to agree with me and shake his head when I'm saying this? Like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're Absolutely right. not. No. There's like an argument with it or whatever. But then days go by and he does come around to it. Yeah. Which is normally how it always happens. Uh, and her subject line was labeled, please help. Uh-huh. I hope we're helping. Lonely Lily. We got you, girl. I mean, Chantel would be there for you in a second. I'm still <laughs> saying, hold true to your faith. I'm I, on my way to Kentucky. <laughs> I'm telling you people, when I when I was at my work, I didn't even know what to think, do, cry. I just start reading the Bible. I didn't know what else to do. And did that, was that an instant fix? No. But looking back, I can go, oh, yeah, there were things in the works because of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. like if, You need both. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. Um, Call her AG? AG. Like OG. Like OG, but AG. <laughs> okay, so hello, my name is AG. That's weird that she refers herself to AG. I'm just kidding. That's what we <laughs> named her. I came across your podcast about a month or so ago. Then, girl, why didn't you message us earlier? I'm just kidding. While searching Spotify for podcasts about PTSD. And I must say, it's almost like you guys are talking to me specifically. We are. We it's are. It's for you. It's for you. And you. And you. And you too. Um, I met my combat veteran three years ago through online dating app. We have an interesting relationship because he is a hundred percent disabled PTSD veteran and I have undiagnosed CPTSD from childhood adult abuse trauma. A little bit about him. He's 101st airborne veteran. He signed up at 17 and he was sent as in as a replacement as a re- at 18 immediately after finishing training. He has told me many sad and scary things from his time over there. I feel honored that he trusts me with some of these things and that he's never told anyone. He struggled for over a decade to live after the army before they finally gave him 100% disability. We recently lost his mom in January. It's been hard on him 
and now only military friends that that he would hang out with has moved to her far away, mm. which is army life, and it sucks. It sucks. One of my best friends lives in, I mean, she's been on our podcast before, but she lives in California. So thank God for, you know, technology and everything, but yeah, it's hard because they're the ones that get it. They're the ones that understand you and they get your struggles. Well, Better, I think the same thing for the veteran. Like Randy's oh, agreed. Yes, best agreed. veteran is in California. Maybe they can meet. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I hate the feeling like I can't help him through the tough times. I'm starting. I'm trying not to type out a huge novel right now. LOL. Anyways, I love your podcast and would be cool if you guys could reply sometime when you're not busy. I had no idea that there were others dealing with the same thing as me. Please never stop recording your show. AG. Yeah. So. And the reason that we do this podcast, though, is because you guys are emailing us. Because you guys are responding. That's the reason that it keeps us going. Because if nobody responded, we don't know that we're reaching anybody. So when you tell us that we're, you know, speaking to you guys in your story and your season of life, like, that's what we need. Because yeah, we I'm like, get uh, it. Is yeah. it just us out there? But even if it was just us, how much have we helped ourselves? Yeah. I mean, this is our own therapy session that we don't have to pay for. Yes. Thank God, because... My insurance sucks. <laughs> um, so... My husband's a cop, so we get an <laughs> Uh But I did... With your veteran, I think helping them with the PTSD is they become... So many times I hear spouses just he, even locally say they won't do anything. They won't get out of the basement. And I know sometimes the basement is their ha- safe place or whatever, but they also have to do something that makes them happy. Yeah. For mine, it's hunting and fishing. We mm-hmm. live on a giant lake. He was like, oh, I don't know if we should if I should get a bass boat. Yes. Yes, we are. We're going to go purchase this bass boat is exactly what we did. We bought the bass boat, and he goes in it daily. Like, that's... Really? Does he? Uh-huh. Yeah. See, Josh, and Josh doesn't in have freezing like cold. That. Like, I mean, we have... He would be miserable if he didn't have kids, it. Though. But also, Josh, because your husband's lucky enough that he's able to stay home. Mm-hmm. And so, Josh works full-time, but then has 45 kids. <laughs> and... Um, but that's what he's trying to... He wants to start a business so he can have that time freedom. So he can have just time to himself. But I don't know what he would do. Yeah. He doesn't have, like... His is like we are out there, and if we're not, if he's not hunting and fishing, we are. We have a bow in our hand, shooting something. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and then I, we also do that as a couple. Like him and I like to shoot yeah. together, like our bows. So, do you guys shoot guns or just bows? We do, but I, I am a bow girl. Yeah, I hold two titles. Can, yeah, I was gonna say, can you please mention what you? <laughs> I am the state champion twice. But he has a national Anna, championship Google though. It. Um. But that, so he has something that he likes to do and you've just got to kind of encourage and then 100 support and make the decision because man, in our world, decision-making for him is part of the PTSD. He can't make a decision to save his life. So like, but then I'm scared to make the wrong decision. So my brother-in-law has that too, because he was also in the military and deployed a few times. Um, he cannot make decisions, especially like going out to eat, like just like yes. little things. Oh my gosh. So yes. I told his girlfriend, cause his girlfriend's just indecisive as well. And so there's actually a restaurant app that you can get oh. for people who are indecisive and it will take your location. Like you put in your zip code, it'll take whatever surrounding like 15 minutes <laughs> and it picks a restaurant for you. Really? Yes. That's cool. So, you, I mean, it's like local chains, whatever. I mean, but, I'm just saying, if, I, if it's my choice, it's Subway every time. I, I love Subway. See, Jimmy John's. You don't like Jimmy John's? I do, but I'm it's a Subway expensive. girl. I love Jimmy John's. 
I'm a like, girl. if I'm okay. He's like, I, can't, I don't want a sandwich. With, all right. With if it's me and all the kids and stuff, Subway. Yeah. But if it's just me and like some, so Josh and I don't get a lot of alone time together. So sometimes what I do is, and not that you have Facebook, because otherwise you wouldn't see it. Um, <laughs> but if he has like the perfect timing when I drop Lavin off at preschool at 12:30, he can meet me in the parking lot at her school. And we have lunch dates. And so I'll get us both Jimmy John's. And we just Aww. sit with our cars right there and, like, look at each other. Because he can't get out of his car because of all his gear and then his radio. That's and, adorable. So we just have, like, a little lunch date. So it's super cute. That is cute. So, but Jimmy John's when it's just the two of us. Yeah. But so, yeah. He's like, all of those kids, then it's Subway all day. So then I'm like, he doesn't want a sandwich. But then why did you ask me to pick? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so now you need to get this restaurant out. I know. Watch it and be like, yeah, but uh, does it, I'm like, um, there is a budget. I am not going well, into think, like, yeah, is there, yeah. I'm like, I'm not spending can, high like, dollars. Yeah. You can change like the, I'm cheap. Um, maybe. So this, maybe it will help some of you guys. Yeah. It's a, I don't know what it's called, but I think it's called actually a restaurant picker, but you can put the budget. Like if you want like, you know, the $1 sign, $2 signs, whatever. So that way it'll stay. And he's not always like that, but that starts red flagging me when we're doing the mm. non-decision things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, crud. Go. Here we yeah. go. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up, guys. All right. We will talk to you guys next time. Oh, and don't forget our email. Oh, yes. Our email is married to PTSD at yahoo.com. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Evie. And this is Chantel. And this, and this is, is married, married to PTSD. All right, guys, a few episodes ago, we were talking about medical marijuana, and um, we were listening to another podcaster, Not Your Normal Gary. I've listened to some, love it. I would say definitely it's a veteran's perspective. Marine, he's a Marine. My husband's a Marine. <laughs> he has his Marine. Um, and he has one on, he has his wife on it, and they're answering, like, they're asking each other questions. And, um, there's another one where he has like family and friends question and answer session. So I would definitely say to check out that podcast because, um, I don't know. I just found it enlightening, but with the medical marijuana, he, we had asked some questions cause I was completely ignorant to the situation yeah, other than no idea. How to yeah. Answer some of the questions, the fact that, um, we have a few friends that do this with their PTSD they're kind of, and, uh, it's done amazing. It's done wonders for their family. And so MJ, we're titling this lady MJ, uh, answer, uh, she emailed us and she said, I think I can help answer your question. So she's referring to, we were like, uh, we don't know the answers to the medical marijuana questions. If you have any suggestions or questions or um, insight, let us know is what we said. Yeah. So MJ was like, I got this. My boyfriend is an army vet who uses MJ, <laughs> um, as part of his many medications. Eee. The VA in California recommended it to him once it became recreationally legal. He still had to get it all on his own and pay for it. It does help him and take away a lot of meds he would have to take, even though he still has to take a load of meds every day for PTSD, depression, anxiety, TBI, also non-opiate pain relievers because he's a recovering addict and an injured vet. He almost completely severed his arm in the military. He has a... Is it GJ feeding tube? I think it's supposed to be, is it GI? Maybe. Is that an I? It looks like a J. His life is crazy, but has given me a lot of information and perspective. I think it could be beneficial to your podcast. Absolutely beneficial. Um, once I, again, I'm an advocate for, I have fought so hard, and so has my husband, to keep him off the 40 million pills that they want to put him on. And we've tried a couple of these pills and the side effect was anger. And that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid. Or he was zombied out on the couch and I mean, could sleep 
for 48 hours straight because of the meds. So I am not a pill one. I wish there was a magic pill. So the VA had, knows that we scream, absolutely not. We're not taking this. So they've given him a light. I've talked about that, I think, in past um, podcasts. The lights gets brighter and brighter, and it's supposed to make you happy. So we've got his happy light. I've ever talked about that. Really? No. Okay, so they gave what him this giant about? light box, okay. and you plug it in and turn it on. And, like, through time, this light gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Okay. And it, it's supposed to be, like, sunlight, um... You can't get tan off it or anything, but and it's supposed to create that. Yeah. In front of it or by it and it creates happy endorphins and it's supposed to make you naturally happier. I've never heard about that. I don't think that that works. So I was like, <laughs> whatever. So then recently he tried, I think it's called Alpha Stim. I'll have to ask him. I only paid half attention to what he brought home. Um... They basically hook it up to his burnt, his head with this jelly stuff, and then they turn it on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they turn on, like, full bore, and it stimulates that part of your brain that relaxes you. And I'm telling... I go, well, did it work? Because I was kind of like, hmm. He was like, yes. I was yawning. I go, did it work for the whole day? He was like, I don't think it worked the whole day, though. But it definitely made him relax so maybe he could start out his day because if we're having an episode the last thing I can say is go hook up to your brain waves and make yourself better you don't think that would help the situation I know as I come running out of the room with the jelly and this this, these little taggy things um so I'll go back though on her email because I just googled it she said it is gj gj okay gj she was right I was wrong feeding tube so Oh, yeah. The VA has gone opiate-free. Um, so, with the pain relievers, like, my husband struggles horribly with his back. Um, so, we have to find, you know, the shots. He does the shots and stuff like that. So, I get that. Um, it is not legal in our state no. for recreation. Not yet. Um, so, do I think if it was, the veterans could? Yes, because I think they would be. They would have to pay for it on their own and stuff. Right. But then it, it would be legal. Do I, from what I have witnessed from our friends, it takes the edge off for the family and the veteran, I think. Um, He's able to sleep at night without taking pills, any pills, actually, two of our friends. And they have, and one of them has major medical issues. I mean, I, I can't even put on one page how many medical issues he has from that. And, um, he has a service dog too. And it, I can't, I'm like, oh my is gosh. Is this the guy that met at the event, the fundraiser? Um, at the table, the front table? N- no. No. But uh, I don't know if, if it was, if it was legal, would they take advantage of it? I mean, I, I think so, like, it works. Well, with your friends, is it like they smoke it or vape it? No, no, they're not smokers. Edibles? It's, uh, I, I believe it's edibles. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Or I mean, because don't they have like like a liquid kind too that they can put under their tongue? I have, I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> I don't either. And my husband's a freaking cop. I have yeah, no idea. Like, I don't None. know. Um, but I'm like, if it becomes recreational, this girl's gonna be standing in line for and, your husband. Yes, for my husband. I I'm good. I don't need it. But I mean, I say that. Watch, something's gonna happen. I'm like, I need this. But <laughs> it's a game changer from just what I can see from these two families. I'm like, oh, and he was able to get off, like, I'm not kidding you, like she said, almost 20 pills. The other he has to have for his life. Right. But I'm like, why would you stay on pills when one thing works? So, definitely a huge, 
huge thing, huge game changer, but we are not in California. No. But that's where also the service dog comes into play. I thought, I laughed it off. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just, one more thing for me to take care of. (laughs) But it does, it totally works. Um, There was testimony all over the place on that fundraiser. Mm -hmm. It works. It works for some. Some it doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. Some veterans don't like it. It makes them even more angry. Because it's visible. It's visible. Um, You can't 100% control the dog or, or the dog becomes something to take it out on. Right. So that's a huge, yeah. that's a huge factor. Huh. Um, so, you know, it takes a minute to get these things there. The, the people that are training you and the dog and everything, they're looking at that. Right. I mean, there's been people that yeah, have been told no. Yeah. There's definitely a screening process. Right. Okay. And then we also have another email. We're going to call her V. Um, she's talking, she says, I'm listening to your podcast right now. So I'm feeling extra stalkerish messaging you at the same time. So I think Which she was I'm messaging. Cool Yes, because Chantel is a stalker. For sure. I have two podcast questions, but I'm listening all the way through first to see if you already answered them. Number one, how do you deal with the anger at them not changing your perspective of them overall? Like, I don't even want my husband to touch me, but I also realize that's totally counterproductive to my desire for a good marriage. And we've talked about this before in maybe a few of the podcasts, and we just talked about basically like you have to compartment, I can't say that word, I hate it. That's what we're (laughs) compartments. Compartmentalize. I don't know. She's, I don't know. That's the word. Um, it's hard. It's hard to see like, how is that guy from the morning that you're walking on eggshells from flipping out about burnt eggs? I don't know. Oh, no, it's something that simple. But then that evening he wants sexy time. Like it's hard (laughs) to turn it on and off. Yeah. And make those two separate people. But I mean, I, after 16 years, like I've done that, like I'm able to do that. But it's not for everybody. But I also have, I mean, a five-second rebound rate of getting over things. So, I think that's me, too. Yeah. I have a very fast rebound rate. Um, Remember once we again, about this because I'm like a dude. And you said you're not like a dude I'm at not. all. But I am. I get over things and I'm over it. I like to, I want to talk it out that second. And he yeah. needs time to process it. Yeah, and I, see, I don't need to talk it out. Like, let's just move on. I'm like, I want to fix it that second. Yeah. But yes. But I can rebound fast. Like, well, yeah. okay, we don't need to talk about it. I can rebound. I rebound much faster than he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also yeah. go back to my faith. Like, I should be this resentful old bitty. <laughs> like, no joke. Divorced. Hating him. But I just feel like God spared me and protected me. Yeah. I mean, I really believe that. Or I wouldn't say it. Um, but I, I think also having the rebound bait. The, yeah. re, the yeah. fast rebound. Um, so hopefully that helps. I mean, you just figure it out. Yeah. Cause it is counterproductive to be like, Oh, don't touch me. Um, number two, how do you know outside of an obvious physical violence? That's not happening here. If you're in an abusive relationship, the belittling and controlling and anger outbursts are so common. So is this us as women deciding to stay in an abusive relationship? I'm very confused on this part. Mm. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It is. It's mental abuse. It is. I'm going to call it out for what it is. And it has to get under control. I believe that, especially if you have children that are of age to hear it. And hopefully maybe you're able to talk to somebody about it. If you guys can get a marriage counselor or even it doesn't have to be that. It could be just like a trusted family friend or somebody in your family that you guys trust to talk to. Um, It's very, it's a very big deal to talk it out. Because if you guys are just going in a circle, it's never going to heal. 
Sorry, I've got kids mouthing. They've lost iPads. <laughs> what's the third? What's the third question? Um, wait, I oh, saw you that. Have more? Okay. Yes. Um, so I would do anything and everything in my power to protect my child. It is what it is. I've even had to say it. Like you're not going to mentally mess her up. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely, like she said, try to get help or voice it. Like this is. There's very few times when I've gotten a look in my eye and the voice from Satan come out of me. But those are some of the times where I'm like, I, you know, at this very moment, I'm not playing. And he's even responded to it. Like, I've only had dudes look at me like that and I have physically hurt them. He's like, I wouldn't hurt you, but don't look at me like that. And I'm like, I can't help it. Like, yeah. that's how protective and like how serious I am. So and my child are yeah. at the moment. Yeah. I think we've had a few moments where I'm like the tone <laughs> of rage. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't come out often because a lot of times I'm the diffuser. Mm-hmm. But I've had to pull that out. Un- and it, I don't even know how I do it. I don't know. It just comes out badly. But it ends. It ends. Number three. How do you deal? Oh, this is the good question. Oh. Number three. How do you deal with the shame of having a husband oh. who you can't take around your friends when all your friends can do that with their husbands? Who isn't like friendly? How do you deal with the overall feeling of having shame or embarrassment in this unique situation? It's and embarrassing. We've lived embar- it. We've been there. It's yes. embarrassing when, I mean, literally in my neighborhood, I have friends and it'll just be going over there for dinner or board games or something. And my husband decides last minute he doesn't feel like going. It's embarrassing. I show up because I still want the food and the social, like, aspect of it. And I want my kids to have fun because I've already been telling them all day that we're going to go. And then last minute, Josh is like, nah, I'm good. And so I don't know. So if you have any advice, let me know. But I don't know what I can do to him to make him want to go or put me first in that situation. Because, yes, I always want to do things. But it's also because we never end up doing things, if that makes sense. Because he's always like, you always want to go places. I'm like, yeah, but if you put together all the times that we don't actually go, we're not actually doing a lot of things. I just say I want to do a lot of things. So I'm just waiting for that season. I don't even know if it's a season with him. I don't know. I just want it to pass because I want my friends to know how awesome of a guy he is. And everybody thinks he's the coolest. But they can't continue experiencing that if he doesn't show up. Yeah. Or, and I am 100% there with you, or we've just had the biggest blot ever. We're supposed to be somewhere, Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to act like I'm not shaking and trembling and having this moment. And And is he fine? Like, can he just, like, go with punches and act like nothing happened? uh Uh-huh. See, we're vice versa. I'm totally Randy in that situation where I'm like, let's go anyways. And Josh is like... I'm like, uh, I can't no. do that now. Yeah, like, you can't... Help. I don't have a black eye that you can visibly see, but, like, right, I right. am wounded right now. Yeah. I, And so, I would go, I, because, or I would make up some stupid excuse because I was trying to, like, hide my life so yeah. badly that I was so normal. And now I'm like, um, we're having a moment. We cannot come. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels... And we talked about that before. So much easier to say that. Our husbands have messaged each other, and then we go, and it's fine. And, you know, we have talked about... Um, a friend that we had gone and hung out with before um, and he was in a season to where he didn't want to leave the house he didn't want to do anything he was just trying to figure out what his next step was 
Um, but he's actually now getting out of the house and doing things, and he's had some encouragement. So I think it's like a part-time job. So that's really cool. That oh, sweet. Because um, he would just freshly retired. Yeah. So now he's like out getting around and have stuff. to have purpose. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, I hope any of our podcasts are helping any of you. Anybody. Even if it just helps one person, it's seriously so worth it for Evie and I to take the time out of our day and our families and our holiday weekends. Like, we... (laughs) Hide in the car. (laughs) Hide in the car. Like, we just want to be able to be that voice or somebody that you feel like you can just open up to and... Or hopefully if it's something I'm going through and you're going through, we're going through it together. It's helping us also. Heck yeah. We don't have all the answers. We just pretend to. (laughs) I don't have any answers. (laughs) I'm just telling you what I lived through. (laughs) But anyways, okay, so we'll see you at the next, or you'll listen to us at the next episode. See you guys later. Bye, guys.